This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, we ask that you would move deep down into our hearts today with your unconditional love. And so move us by that love that it makes a change in our hearts and lives. We pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Who has been one of the most influential people in your life? Maybe it was a parent or a teacher or a coach or a counselor. Every year, Time Magazine puts out their 100 most influential people of the year. It's a cross-disciplinary thing, and so there's artists and icons, there's pioneers, and there are leaders. In a recent survey, 75% of 6 to 17-year-olds said that when they grew up, They wanted to be influencers, like YouTube influencers. You know, people that we we look at and and maybe they endorse a product and and so we go off and buy that product. Uh, Or maybe we we like them so much we, we start to dress like them, act like them. I want you to know that the most influential person to ever live is Jesus Christ. Pastor Ben talked about it in our absolution today. Most influential person ever in the history of the world. He's the one who came into the world and they actually changed time because of that. Think of it, because of Jesus, we're here today, either in person or online or some other future time online than right now, right? Because of his love, because of his message, because of what he did. And Jesus, that most influential person of all time, this is what he said to you and me, to everyone, whether they're a Christian or not, he says this to us, follow me, Follow me. Most influential person ever says to you, follow me. You see, Jesus knows that we need him. Jesus knew that people would be watching us and that the good news of God could change their lives. Jesus calls you and me to be ambassadors to be influencers, to be light in the dark world. Jesus calls you and me to be influencers no matter what platform we're on, whether that's YouTube or Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or face-to-face. In our workplace, in our neighborhood, in our home, in the gym, wherever we might be. 
And so because of all those things, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're beginning a new series today called Influencers. And in this series, we're going to look to follow Jesus so that we can be influenced and influence others. And as we do so, we're going we're to see that one of the ways that we influence people throughout the study is, is like by not being first, but being like Jesus and being last. That will influence people not by outward appearances, but by inner peace. And today we'll look at this truth of Jesus that will influence people not by likes, but by love. Now, before we can go and influence the world with God's love, it's going to be really helpful if you and I receive that love first. And how do you receive that love? You trust it. You trust that God loves you. No matter who you are and no matter what you've done. You trust that God's love is, as the scripture says, and is unconditional love. See, God doesn't expect us to try and earn his love because he already loves us. God's love for us is based on his character, not our character. And God's character never changes. And so God always loves us. God loves us in our good days and in our bad days. God loves us when we're at our best and when we're at our worst. God loves us when we're working hard and when we're sleeping. God loves us when we go grocery shopping. God loves us when we go grocery shopping and, and we forget our phone in the car or at home and so we don't have our list. God loves us when we go grocery shopping and and we've got the, the list on our phone, but we're guys and we really don't know what our wives mean and we have to call them back. <laughs> now, our wives may not be all that happy with us at that point in time, but God still loves us. God loves us when we go grocery shopping, we got our list and somehow or another, we make it home without buying everything on that list. God loves us when we go grocery shopping, get everything on the list. We get home, we start to make supper, and we realize we actually should have had a couple of more items on that list. Again, God loves us when we're at our best and when we're at our worst. When we've just made the biggest mistake of our lives, when we have all these regrets. God loves us because his love is absolutely, positively unconditional. Unconditional, it's a part of his character. We see it in scripture where God's loving people have really messed up, like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a thief and he was ripping people blind. God loved Zacchaeus. God loved Moses. 
Maybe some of you remember this. Moses was a murderer. God loved Moses. God loved Rahab. She was bringing in money through a prostitution ring. God loved her. God loved Paul, even though he was so self-righteous that he stunk. Here's the thing. God loved them, and they received that love. And God's love changed them. They no longer did those things. God's love changed them, and, and God's love can change you and me and everyone else as well. See, God, God's love. The wood, the nails, the hammer of Jesus' cross, where he sacrificed himself for all of our sins, makes it crystal clear how much he loves us. See, God loved us so much, it hurt him. God loved us so much, it not only hurt him, it killed him. He died. Romans 5, 8 says, a book in the Bible, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God, as he loves us, he wants us to receive that love not only intellectually, but emotionally, deep down. I know as, as we're worshiping that some of us are hurting. Some of us are hurting real bad. Life has not turned out the way we thought it was going to be. We had some plans and it's not like that at all. For some of us, we were cruising down the highway of life and it was going great. It was awesome. It was falling into place and all of a sudden the wheel started to come off. And we're hurting. And some of us are in so much emotional pain that our chest is not only heavy, but we have this sharp pain every now and then in our heart. Some of us are hurting so bad that every now and then we can feel our heart flutter and we're just sure something's wrong. But even then, God is near and God understands and God loves us. Even though we might be experiencing pain, that does not negate God's love for us. See, one of the, the great aspects of, of God's characteristics is that he is present. He's close by. When we celebrate Christmas, that's one of the names that we have for Jesus, right? Is, is that God is with us. God yearns to be so close by you and me that he burst out of heaven and came to earth taking on human flesh so he could be close by us. God's not a distant God. God is an up close and near God. Again, we can see that on page after page 
in Scripture. An example of that is found in an Old Testament book called First Kings. In, in chapter 19, God is talking to a, a prophet by the name of Elijah, and he says, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. One commentator talking about this portion of Scripture said, God, God didn't need to yell to Elijah. He didn't need to yell to Elijah, hey, Elijah, I'm over here. But he was able to whisper to Elijah. He's able to, to give a, a gentle whisper to Elijah because he was so close by Elijah that Elijah could hear that gentle whisper. I want you to know that no matter who you are, God is close by you. I want you to know that, it, that if you're in pain right now, God is so close by. He is holding you in his hands. He is carrying you close to his heart in love. And nothing, nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The more you and I get that God truly and unconditionally loves us, the more it influences us, the more it changes us. It's kind of like this. See, to be influenced by God's love, we need to receive it, to trust it. It's present for you. It is available for you every single second. Just receive it. Just trust it and it'll change you. 1 John 3.16 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That's what we've just been talking about. Now, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. We 
and our world need God's love. We need to show our world God's love. It'll influence them. Instead of complaining about everything out in the world, let's go love. See, this is what we learned from Jesus. Love that influences isn't just a word or a concept or an emotion, but an action. See, if God's love for you and me is just kind of like an intellectual pursuit, it really won't change us all that much. If God's love is a, a philosophy or an ideology, if that's all it is, we'll, you know, we'll dabble in it. But if God's love is, is a lifestyle that we see that God has for us, we'll celebrate it. We'll cherish it. We'll share it. A love that influences, it moves in our hearts so that we lean in and serve people with our time and with our talents and with our treasures. This is what we learn from Jesus. Love that influences people is a love that is present in their lives. See, typically people really don't care what we know until they know that we care. And so we need to, to show them that we care. Being present gives us an opportunity to grow in relationship with other people. And when we're close in relationship, that offers hope, that offers help and, and healing and transformation. Who can you be present for today? Maybe it's a spouse, a friend. Maybe it's spending a, a little extra time with a child. Maybe it's taking one of your elderly parents out grocery shopping and being patient. Scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. A love that, that influences people, sometimes it says something. Sometimes it does something. Sometimes it listens. No talking, just listen. And sometimes it just sits in the quiet right beside that person. Who can you be present for today? This is what we learn from Jesus. Love that influences is encouraging. 
When we encourage others, we lift up their spirits, we change their demeanor, we lighten their step. It sometimes not only changes them for an hour or two, but maybe even for a day, maybe even for a week, maybe even for a month, maybe for a lifetime, maybe even for an eternity. Who needs to be encouraged in your life? Someone once said, you can tell when a person needs encouragement. So that's easy. If their heart is still beating, they need encouragement. Who can you encourage today? This is what we learn from Jesus. Love that influences goes beyond our sphere of influence. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 25, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and he gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. See, the the world around us, it's struggling just as we are. Yet they're facing all those obstacles without God's love. They don't know it's there. So their only hope is in the created things and not in the creator who made us all in love. So you understand this. There's a reason why you and I live today in this time and point in history. Because God said, this is the best time for you and I to come to faith. And he says that about everybody else, too. This is the best time for you and I to come to faith in Jesus. This is the best time for you and me to share Jesus with others. You see, with every step we take, with every click we make, we're actually stepping in to the mission field. Influential love meets people where they're at, in their needs. In their needs. We might call that mercy ministry. Jesus calls it simply loving people. 
So how can we love people that we don't know when, when they're in need? Here are some ways. By donating to a food pantry. By volunteering at a soup kitchen. Volunteering for Ronald McDonald House, Make-A-Wish. Donating blood. Sponsoring a child, maybe adopting a child. Going to a nursing home to visit. Be going to prison to visit. I was talking with a man the other day, and, and this guy's not a pastor, so he's like cool and everything, all right? And, and God, God laid it on his heart to go into the prisons and visit people. He'd been doing it for over a decade. God's used him to reach over 1,000 people who now believe that Jesus is their Savior. Influential love. This is what we learned from Jesus. Love that influences forgives. Remember in our own lives, there, this sin, it really did separate us from God. It was really an impenetrable wall. It really was an unscalable wall. We really couldn't get to God, but God in his love sent Jesus who obliterated that wall. And again, that landed him on the cross where he forgave the unforgivable in us, where he loved even the unlovable in us. See, that's the thing about Christianity. It's so different than everything else. Christianity is the only belief system where God is the one who makes all the steps, who does all the work for restoration and redemption. And the people just receive it. We've been fully forgiven, joyfully and lovingly by God, even though we don't deserve it. So who's hurt you? Who's sinned against you? Maybe, you know, it's a, a little wound. Maybe it was a life-altering wound. Whatever it was, whoever it was, think about that right now. And let that injustice just be present in your life. And know that God weeps with you. He knows. He understands. He understands what it's like to be hurt, to be sinned against. People have been doing it to Jesus 
all along the way, every day. See, forgiving someone isn't saying that the bad thing is, it's okay. It's not saying that it really wasn't that big of a deal. It's not saying you have permission to keep on doing that. Forgiving a person is just saying that through Jesus, that debt is paid for in full. Forgiving isn't fair. Thank God that he acted in love toward you and me and not in fairness. And ask God for his help to forgive as you've been forgiven. This is what we learn from Jesus. Love that influences praise. God has blessed you and me so that we can make a difference in people's lives, but we cannot make the difference that God can make in people's lives. So pray that God would go and meet people where they're at and make a difference. Ephesians 3 says, Now to him, to God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Pray to God. Big prayers. Big prayers. Because God works through prayer. When we were little kids, a lot of us played the game follow the leader, right? If we were the leader, everybody behind us had to do what we did or say what we said. So I just want to do that a little bit with you right now. I just want you to, to repeat after me. God loves me. God loves me unconditionally. God knows it all. My slate is clean. God loves me. God's love changes me. God, I know that because of your love, I am a forgiven child of God. God, I believe you're at work within me. Lead me to share your love with the whole world. And let's pray now. Lord God, thank you so much for meeting us today in your love. Help us to receive it, to trust in it, not just intellectually, but emotionally. Help it to just permeate through our lives. Influence us with your love. Change us with your love. And then help us. Help us to follow you and to go out into the world to seek and save the lost, to share your love, a love that influences, a love that 
changes people for all eternity. Lord God, thank you so much for loving us with a love that's so big. It's actually beyond our comprehension. Lord God, help us to trust in you and your love. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.